Turkey Perspectives. Are you tired of working nine to five? Tired of making money for someone else? Feel like you went to school for how many years and only have debt to show for it? Ready to just run away to some island and call it quits? Come talk to me. We trying to rebuild Black Wall Street. This is for us, by us. This is Perky of Perky Perspectives. Thank you guys for tuning in. Please follow the podcast at Perky Perspectives on Instagram as well as Facebook. And you can listen to the podcast on all streaming platforms, which include Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Pandora, Spotify, YouTube, and also become a patron a patron at patreon.com slash perky perspectives. Even if you give as little as a dollar a month, that goes so far when it comes to supporting the podcast. This can help me with finding guests, with finding assistance when it comes to just, you know, maintaining the podcast. It's a lot that goes on behind the scenes as far as payment and just spreading the word and promotion. Also, you can find the podcast on my website, perksofwellness.org, and through there, you could keep up with me in different ways. Um, and like I said, I am looking for assistance. So if you know how to maintain newsletters, blogging, anything like that, please email me at perkyperspectivespod at gmail.com. And you can follow my personal page at Perky Sexy Cool. Also, I am uh, the nominations director for the Black Pod Awards, which is Black Podcast Awards. So our applications are open and our ceremony is going to be virtual and held September 27th. So please go ahead and apply. Also, if you would like to be a judge, you can reach out to me directly. Or if you would like to be a sponsor, go ahead and look at the BlackPodAwards.com website and see in what way you fit in. So... Today, I have with me Miss Caroline Seniza Levine. Did I say that correct? Levine. But you, you got the Seniza part, which I feel like is the harder part. <laughs> okay, so I'm good at what I do in some parts. Okay. <laughs> and she is a career expert and a media personality and co-founder of Six Figure Start Career Coaching. She also is a career columnist for Forbes.com, and she formerly wrote for Money.com, Time.com, CNBC, and Portfolio. She is the creator of online courses, which include behind the scenes in the hiring process and making fire possible, and is the author of Jump Ship, 10 Steps to Starting a New Career. And Caroline has been a repeat guest expert on CBS, CNN, CNBC, and Fox Business, and has been quoted in major media outlets, including Business Week, Entrepreneur, Fast Company, Fortune Inc., NPR, and Success Magazine. She's also a classically trained pianist at Juilliard and Manhattan School of Music. Caroline stays active in the arts, performing stand-up comedy, and producing horror and sci-fi with 
uh, FBC Films, and she's a native New Yorker, but resides in Florida, in Costa Rica, in New York, it seems like, and does a whole bunch of other stuff when it comes to travel and not just business. So thank you for joining me on Perky Perspectives. I'm glad to have you as a, je- a guest. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for inviting me. No problem. So um, that was a lot. You, you've done a lot. <laughs> when would you say you really started your career since you're a career expert? When do you really say you started? You know, I had a pretty traditional career to start. I did train as a classical pianist. So I was a music major in college, but I was also in economics. I was a double major. And then when I graduated, I worked in investment banking and management consulting. So I had a pretty corporate job at this point. And I was in New York and I moved from banking consulting into recruiting. That's what got me into the career space. So I was recruiting uh, for consultants. I then went in-house for a global media company in their HR department. So again, working in and around careers. And then in 2008, I left to start my own firm with my former boss. So someone I had worked with in recruiting years before, we both decided to leave our corporate jobs and start a six-figure start, which is a career coaching firm, and all of our coaches are former recruiters. So at that point, 2008, which is really only 12, 13 years ago, this is when I could really carve out the life that I wanted. That's when I started doing a lot of the things that you you read so eloquently about. Thanks for that intro. You know, where I started writing uh, for different publications, where I started appearing in the media. It was really to promote our firm. But then it started, you know, being down the path of, of working with the media, uh, of writing. And then real estate came and I started investing in real estate and I started, I wanted to perform again. So I started to do stand-up. So just being able to put a lot of things on my plate was because I was an entrepreneur and I had that control over my schedule and what I did. Yes. And I want to like highlight a few things that you've said. So one, um, to all the young ladies out there, not even just young, just women period that are looking to get into a field through college. Like if you're in school and you're studying something and you're thinking of doing something that's not traditional for women, you could look <laughs> to Caroline as an example, because ec- economics is not something that women are usually pushed towards. And, you know, we're told that we can't really do math and science and those things are kind of hard for us. So I just want to highlight and like give you an applause for even uh, taking that, that leap into that direction and and you double major so like <laughs> that's crazy in and of itself but um not only did you do that but something else that i, I heard is that you kind of started in 2008 to do your own thing and right now we're kind of going through something that's similar but maybe worse than what 2008 2009 was which was the housing crash and then now we have like another dip because of covid so like how is that right now teaching people about their their careers and entrepreneur skills during all this. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's exactly right. So 2008, 2009 was the great financial crisis. It was the housing crash. And uh, we are in another down market. And I do talk a lot about that with my clients and with my readers about job search in a down market or in a volatile stock market and economy where companies uh, 
don't know, you know, how to plan, how to budget because they're also struggling. Uh, And I remind people who are looking for jobs right now or who are pitching projects because I'm, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. So I'm constantly having to pitch and having to sell. And it's um, just being mindful of the fact that the people that you're talking to, they're concerned about their budgets. The companies you're talking to, they're concerned about their budgets. So to the extent that you can be maybe a calm in the storm, that you aren't anxious, that you show your confidence, that you focus on how you can help them and solve their problem, that will give them the confidence to pull the trigger. You know, I'm not Pollyanna about it. I know that this is a tough market. And so I also tell people, you're going to have to apply for more things and you're going to have to pitch for more business because it's not one of these growth markets where you can kind of throw your resume out there and, and get hired. You're going to have to work for it for sure. Right. right. And um, yeah, that's definitely something that I know a lot of people are going through. I actually was just talking to one of my relatives that she actually does HR at her company. And it was uh, very funny because they told a lot of people like, no, you guys can't leave right now. You know, we're going to need you to be here. And then I guess the family leave um what is it called the family leave act or payment or whatever came and so a lot of people were able to take a lot of time off and now the company is like scrambling and it's just like it's crazy because at least here in california well not california is a big state so at least here in los angeles like we kind of opened back up maybe like a week or two ago and now things are closing back again. So it's just like, and that's happening in a lot of places. So all these companies that may have thought, okay, we're about to finally be able to get back on board. Now they're having to pull back again. And so I know it must be hard as a business owner, but also as a potential employee or employee to even navigate everything right now. Um, What would you say on the investment side, since you did investment uh, finance, like what would you say people should pay attention to right now? Yeah, I have to say for my, so, I, so I'm not an investment advisor, so I'm not going to be giving advice, but I can tell you at least what I'm doing for myself, right? And you can read into that. Uh, so we're not making any new investments right now. So because, you know, my household is looking at our cash position, I just said that it's going to take longer to pitch business and to sell right. things. Things are uncertain. And so thinking about making, you know, any kind of big investment, um, I just feel like is is more risky, obviously, than in an environment where you can count on some stability and some cash flow. I have to be looking at uh, how volatile the stock market is. On the real estate front, I have to be looking at people's ability to pay their rent. Right. And thinking about even though, knock on wood, all of our tenants have been super, super great, you know, if this recession goes on for three more months, six more months, 12 more months, 18 months till we have a vaccine, we don't know, you know, what the repercussions are going to be. So it's still early. I mean, believe it or not, it was only March when all of this broke out, right? And here we are in July. (laughs) Yeah, it feels like forever, right? (laughs) And now we're entering the second wave. And I, you know, I just think there's too much that's unknown. So on the investment standpoint, the biggest investment that I'm making right now is my own time and sweat equity into my business. Mm -hmm. That's what I can control. Uh, I'm holding on to my money and, you know, creating a cash reserve, not knowing exactly when things are going to come back to normal. Right. And it's funny that uh, you're talking about like your own business because right before 
right, I don't know if it was the same year, if it was the year prior, but I, I feel like it was the same year, 2020. I took this webinar where I was like, okay, I'm going to start my business because like I do a lot of events. I do a lot of speaking and things like that. So I was just like, yeah, I'm going to get an event space because why not? Because I pay other people. So I'm going to get my own event space and I'm going to do this. And then I took the um, webinar and the man who held the webinar, he was like, this is one of those businesses that you can't really fail at. Like there's going to always be somebody having an event, having a birthday party, having a baby shower, whatever. Right. And he was like, so this is like, guarantee cash flow once you can get the space and if I would have been able to like because I wasn't able to jump on it and that's probably what saved me because I was definitely like yeah I'm gonna do this if I would have been able to jump on it like how I thought oh my goodness because one of the guaranteed um cash flows is now mm -mm. just like you saying like you have tenants and usually having real estate especially um having tenants in your space is one of those things where you usually have guaranteed cash flow and right now covid is telling us that nothing that you thought was guaranteed in life is actually guaranteed that's right and the thing about real estate is that once you put that money down into a building i mean you can't eat the building i mean you can't right you know it's in there mm -hmm. and so even if you let's say have a mortgage you know that's the other thing i i'm not I, I'm of course I'm keeping up with all of my payments, but I'm not prepaying anything. I'm paying mm -hmm. the minimums on everything and 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 stockpiling the money because once you prepay your mortgage, uh, you know, give it to the bank. If you ever need that money again, you have to take out a loan. And people right. aren't getting loans now. Right. Banks are here to lend right now. So you have to think about you know what's the smartest thing to do that will give you options. That's what you really want in a market like this because you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, it's very intense. So I guess um, how how is business, like, because you're putting a lot of sweat equity into it, how is business for you? Yeah, so my business is pretty well diversified. I do career coaching, so I work with individuals. I'll work in groups. I do have an online job search course, so I have you know, a product that's working for me. I have a book that's already out. But a lot of my work has been also with companies and organizations, keynote speaking, live events, <laughs> group <laughs> meetings. You see where this is going, right? right. That has disappeared. And so it's one of these things um, that that makes you, again, it's the options, right? Having options, having different customers, having different offerings. Um, because if you asked me, even uh, at the beginning of the year, who my biggest customers were, they were the live events and they were companies. And all of that has dried up. And thank goodness I didn't let go of working directly with individuals and, and focusing on my products because had I not done that and had I said, okay, I'm only gonna focus on live events, you know, all of those things obviously went away. Right. And I'm sure right now you're getting a lot of individuals that are like, well, now, I mean, especially if you're not a, well, shoot, if you are an essential worker or if you're not an essential worker, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are th rethinking their choices when it comes to how they make their living. Cause like for me personally, I'm just like, okay, I got to get this. I, I need to finish like the little things that I need to do. Like I'm a therapist. I'm still getting hours. So me, I'm like, I need to hurry up and get these hours. because <laughs> I need to be able to work more independently through it. But I'm, I'm an essential worker. So I, once I was, I actually got hired during COVID. 
Um, so it's like, I got my position and I'm like, okay, well, I'm not leaving anything. Like I'm staying stable right now. But then there's other people that I've known that since this has happened, um, they haven't been able to work and they had pretty secure jobs. Like even if it wasn't like the CEO type positions, maybe like bus school bus drivers or something like that to where it's like, well, schools haven't been open. They may not reopen. So it's just like something that seemed pretty steady beforehand is now looking to be like, Hmm. And I think a lot of people are probably sitting there like, well, I never really grew up thinking I wanted to be a school bus driver. So now it's kind of the time for me to reevaluate. But since COVID, it's like, where, where are their heads? And so are you seeing a lot of people coming to you with those thoughts? You know, I, yes and no. So yes, I agree with you that people are using this pandemic and saying, what's next for me? Is this all there is? Or they might be unemployed and need to find something quickly. So yes, there's definitely more demand for coaching. At the same time, however, people are scared to spend. Yeah. So you still have that sell that you need to do. You know, I still have to think about what's the best way to serve my audience because there are some people who are very concerned about how much money they have. And frankly, coaching, any kind of uh, personal professional service is an investment. And so, you know, I also want to do right by my clients. I want to make sure that they can afford, right, to part with their money at this point, that this is the highest and best use of their, their money and their time. Um, and so there are a lot of free resources on my site. And that's always the first thing that I point to people um, because I always say, you know, you got to make sure that you have that foundation, that you're taking care of yourself and all of your obligations mm -hmm. uh, and not just kind of throwing your money into something, thinking it's going to solve your problem. I mean, you're the one that has to solve the problem. Right. So can you speak on those free resources a little bit? Yeah, sure. So if you just go to sixfigurestart.com and then you go to the four individuals tab, that will just direct you to all of the things uh, I offer. And it starts with free. So it starts with, I have over a thousand blog posts on the site and the site is searchable. So if you have a question about resume, about LinkedIn, about interview, and you type in that keyword, you'll find a bunch of posts uh, that deal with a variety of topics on that. I have a free download that's a checklist on the 25 career mistakes even smart professionals make. And I'm sure that just the smartest person is going to be making one, two, three, or more of these because, you know, we're not always thinking about our career. You know, managing our career is different than working at a job. You have to kind of take yourself out of it. And we're so busy. And then we come home, we're tired. We just want to sit on the couch and watch Netflix. We're not thinking about managing our career. So there are things that people forget. So that's another free resource. I also have five lessons from my job search course that are free, that talk about uh, recruiters, that talk about job postings, that talk about resumes. And so that's also uh, there. And so there are just a number of things that people can do for themselves. And I get letters from people who say, I've been following you for years. I just got this new job. And I've never met them, but they feel like they know me because they've been reading my stuff. I've been, you know, my company's 13 years old at this point. So I have, again, over a thousand blogs. People follow it. And if they, you know, work on their search, you know, that can be enough to get them through. Yeah. And congrats, by the way, to making it to 13 years. Like I know there's humps and, um, 
creating a business that some people don't get past like so <laughs> congratulations for making this far and i'm definitely personally going to check out the linkedin one because like i have a linkedin and i've had one for a while but i also have so many other social media platforms that i'm like i don't know how to like what what am i supposed to be doing with this <laughs> so i'm definitely looking to that <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I mean, LinkedIn is definitely for the professional, for, for a career, uh, you want that. But for a, for a small business, it depends. You know, if you're thinking about what you're going to do with, you know, perspectives, that might be Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or, you know, something else. Right. Um, for my business, because it's career, LinkedIn is yeah, for sure the platform. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. And so, um, when, like, so you also do things within travel. When did that come about? Yeah. You know, that came about, you talked about the humps in, in a business, right? And it actually came because I was, I had turned 40. So I'm not 40 anymore. So I'm much older than 40. So I had started the business and it is, it's tough to start. I walked away from a high paying job. I was, you know, mid-career at that point, I, I was making six figures and that's, that's not a lot for New York City, but it's enough. Right. I mean, it was, it was <laughs> definitely enough to walk away from. It was hard to walk away from it. And it wasn't until four years into the business that I was able to make back my, you know, to match that corporate salary and then go beyond that. So the first three years of the business, it was at one point, the first year I made less than 20% of what I had made. Okay. Um, so you definitely take a hit and you definitely struggle. So I got through that and then I was working really hard at the business and it was, I was like super busy and super tired and I couldn't figure out how to grow the business in a sustainable way. I was working seven days a week. I was working, you know, well beyond nine to five. I, it, it was just not, you know, on the one hand, it was like, wow, you've got this really successful small business. But on the other hand, not really, because I couldn't leave it without it falling apart. Right. And so I started reading about people who would retire abroad. And even though I wasn't thinking about retirement at that point, it planted this seed about, oh, if I just went to a lower cost area, because I was in New York City, like I said, it was really expensive and really fast paced. And it just planted the seed, like, if I just left and went somewhere else, you know, I wouldn't have to live this way necessarily. Mm -hmm. And I started to run the numbers and it just, I just started to think about it. And that's when my husband and I doubled down on investing in real estate because we started to think, okay, maybe this will be a way of getting some income in where we don't have to be working for the income where we can, again, get, collect those rents. And, mm -hmm. and so that started... Um, in 2013, 14, 15, I, we just started acquiring one or two properties at a time. And eventually, uh, we started thinking about international and changing our geography. And that brought us into Costa Rica, where you could live a great life. We love the beach. And so that was a logical choice for us. And you could live a great life for a fraction. I'm talking about a quarter of what we were spending yeah. in New York. City, which is a game changer if you think about it. If yeah. you could live on 25% of what you're spending now, you could choose, you know, a different business, a different lifestyle, etc. And so we uh, we purchased property out there, which we're renting. Again, the the pandemic throws a crimp in our plans and yeah. it changes everything. But um, 
but we're, you know, we still have, we have great property management out there and they are starting to open their borders, at least to the, Europe and to Canada. And so we're confident that that's going to bounce back. And in the meantime, we're focusing on our consulting businesses. But that's how I got into travel was that because we started looking at real estate around the country and then we started looking internationally. Yeah, that's really good. And I definitely agree with New York. I lived in New York for five years and I was like, well, first of all, I graduated uh, with my, my master's from Columbia. So like they preached to us, you know, you're going to be so good because it's Columbia, blah, blah, blah. Right. But I mean, there's a few things that go with that. One, I am still black <laughs> and I'm still a woman. And even though I did, I'm in social services and I, I got my degree in social work and specifically like um, my degree was in something I can have very different jobs. Like it didn't have to just be working in like foster care or something, which is what pe people typically think when they hear social work. Um, although it's like a woman heavy field, men still shoot up to the top really quickly. So <laughs> it was like, it took me months before I even got a position actually in my field. So that already was a struggle. And then um, I didn't have family out there. So it was like, when things got hard, it's like when you live in, like you said, you live in an expensive city that's really quick paced and it's a lot going on. And although I love New York, I would definitely, when I have all the money that I need to like stay there comfortably, I would go back. I would actually. Um, but it was just like at the time, I was like, I can't do this. Like I had to come back home. And although I'm from a state that is also very expensive, it's like I have support here. And so that made a huge difference. But yeah, like I've been thinking a lot, like, does it especially right now I'm working from home so it's like it doesn't matter where I live like I could live in Arizona where I could buy a house and that has like five rooms and something for the amount I would be paying just to rent a one-bedroom apartment in LA or in New York <laughs> so, right. so it exactly doesn't make right. a huge difference <laughs> so I definitely agree with that and um, yeah oh, go ahead. where I live right now so in Florida I pay a third of, so when I compare my monthly costs and that includes maintenance and insurance and taxes, my, my monthly is a third of what it is in New York for about a quarter more space. So that's a math problem, but as, it's cheaper. It's basically the bottom line. We didn't all go Much to school cheaper. for economy. <laughs> but um, yeah, and I, I agree with the, I've never been to Costa Rica, but just recently, right before COVID, I actually stayed a month in Jamaica. And the, it's really strange because for the most part, everything is, is uh, less expensive. But what I will say matches up pretty well which makes no sense, is the grocery stores. When you go to buy groceries, it's like the prices are comparable to what I would pay for in the States. So that made no sense. But everything else was like extremely cheaper. And I was like, I could really have a mansion and not really be paying anything. Or I could do like what you did. And it's like I could buy a property and have it be like a rental vacation spot and be making a lot of money because a lot of people like Jamaica, even though it's like, a uh, third I'm saying this with quotes for people listening um uh, a third world country it's like people still go so frequently even right now the borders just barely uh open back up and I'm sure there's like <laughs> plenty of people <laughs> visiting so uh, yeah I've thought about that as well so yeah that's good it's absolutely a destination Jamaica and you know the thing about the grocery the, the, you'll find the same issue in Costa Rica I, I think it depends on what you're shopping for 
and, and where you shop. So in Costa Rica, for example, and I bet they have this in Jamaica, in Costa Rica, they have farmer's markets that get set up and, and yeah. road stand sides. And if you really shop local and if you shop things in season, yeah. um, and if you're not buying like Kellogg's or like a name brand <laughs> that they have to import, you can get, you can eat very well and cheaply. So I think it depends on, but you have to know kind of where these road stand sides, right. you know, like, so you have to, you have to look. And I bet that's true in, in Jamaica, but it is, it's just so much cheaper and, um, and everything's cheaper. And then the pace is slower. And I think as an entrepreneur, you know, like you pointed out that you can work anywhere. Right. And so now our world is becoming so much more virtual as an entrepreneur, you're already like working so hard. It's nice to have a slower pace where you can sit back and get some ideas because you're not so exhausted hustling all the time mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or it's like you could do this fast pace like you could put your, yourself into this boundary when it comes to your work so it's like okay these hours i work and then when you turn everything off it's like huh <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's like relaxing on the beach in jamaica yeah i could always right. by the pool or whatever it is yeah exactly so what else do you do in within the travel world is there anything yeah. else so because we started, you know, blogging about Costa Rica and we um, were empty nesters now. So our youngest went off to college. So of course she's with us now because everything's remote, but they're, they're opening up the, the schools again come fall. Um, we had decided since we're both now location independent that we could travel more. So starting in 2017, you know, we went to Costa Rica several times. Of course, we went to England. We went to India for two and a half weeks. Um, last year, we went to, um, to France, to the south of France, to see the lavender and sunflowers when they were in bloom. Okay. So we just have like a travel wish list and we've been checking things off. You know, we got married pretty young. We had our kids pretty young. And so when my friends in their 20s were partying it up, I was already a married woman with kids, which was uh -huh. a little bit unusual for, for New York City where people tend to get married later and have kids later. And so I feel like I didn't get my adolescent fun time. And so now my husband and I are like those old people that act like children. <laughs> you do not look um, old at all. You could probably pass for so much younger. <laughs> I'll take it. Yes. <laughs> so that's cool. So you guys blog a lot. Is that how um, people find you when it comes to the travel world? You guys blog a lot about it still or? Yeah, yeah. We have a site called Costa Rica Fire. Mm -hmm. dot com and Costa Rica, of course, for Costa Rica and fire for financial independence, retire early. That's the movement that really encourages people to think about basically untethering their finances from any one specific job. That's the financial independence part and then retire early, you know, really reflects the flexibility. I'm working still and as you know, I still have my business and I mentioned I'm doubling down and really focusing on it because that's what I can control. Um, but I do still feel retired in the sense that, you know, I love what I do. And so fire really gives you that opportunity to work at what you love because you're not so dependent on any one source of income. Right. And so, yeah, um, retirement, I would like for you to, to kind of define that more because um, when I was younger, I remember my grandma retiring and she went from having to go off to work to being more home based. Right. And so I guess like growing up, that's what I thought retirement was. And then I started 
seeing people on like Instagram or something talking about, yeah, I retire early, but then it's like, but you're still doing stuff. So <laughs> what does retirement, like, I guess in like this new world, what does retirement mean really? Yeah. You know, that's exactly right. What does retirement mean in this new world? Right. Because I think about it. I mean, we have so many folks who are working as freelancers, contractors, small business owners, where, you know, like you, you go in and out in terms of the projects that you're working on and in terms of when you're busy or not busy. And so this notion of, I'm just going to work steady. And then all of a sudden I'm not going to work. Yeah. Maybe that happened for our grandparents, but that's just not realistic right now. I think many more people are working much more flexible schedules. um, And so turning it on and off isn't as realistic. So what does retirement mean now? It just means, I think for me, it means that you could retire if you wanted to, that you could not work if you wanted to, that there was enough income coming in um, that you could feel like you could not take on that project. Um, So that's what it means for me. And certainly in a high cost city like New York, uh, we would not be retired. But again, go to Costa Rica, go to Jamaica in your case, and you might be, you might be able to uh, work a lot less, uh, take on only the projects that you want uh, to work on. And that's really retirement, right? Because if you, you'd want to do stuff that you want to do anyways, for some people it's golf and for some people it's passion projects. Exactly. Okay. So um, to wrap it up, well, no, not fully. You have some books. I want you to like highlight your your literature <laughs> for those people. Because you already mentioned you have a lot of free stuff that people can search. You have a lot of blogs that yeah. look into. Um, so what about the books? Like for people that are like, I have a few dollars. I want to spend something. I want to be able to read and like really take this time to self-develop and professionally develop on my own. Can sure. Yeah, absolutely. So what I would recommend, so I wrote a book called Jump Ship. 10 Steps to Starting a New Career, and it's $4.99. It's on Amazon exclusively. It's a Kindle book. Um, And so that includes 10 steps basically to do it yourself in terms of a career change. So certainly that's what I would recommend as kind of the next step up. And then beyond that, um, I have a course that's $197. That's online. It's 48 lessons. It's on the job search, soup to nuts. And it was developed and created by me. It's hosted by me. It is based on my 20 plus years recruiting and looking at thousands and thousands of resumes, interviews, candidate career paths, and really looking at what works, what do employers really want. And I share that inside intelligence. So that course is called Behind the Scenes in the Hiring Process. Again, it's all on that page for individuals on sixfiguresstart.com. So those would be probably be the next two price points beyond, let's say, working with me one-on-one or in a group. And there's information on that as well. But I would start with the book because like I said, there are folks who just read my blogs and then find themselves in a whole new career. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so for people that, well, or how about this? Does your book address the, the thought process that people need to first go through when they're even trying to decide like is this the way I'm supposed to go because like some like for me I have my degree in social work so like usually when I go to look up a job I kind of already know like what I'm not going to be looking at and what I am going to be looking at but I also might be limiting myself but for other people they they might be like well I just need a job 
<laughs> so like does it help them to like kind of figure out like yeah you need a job but like you you probably don't need to be working in a food truck like you could probably be doing something like this you know yeah so the very first step of the 10 steps is actually not at all related to career and so i think that that will answer your question it's about getting the rest of your life in order mm -hmm. that's the surprising first step in career change it's because you might not need a new job or you might not need uh, to make that career change is very disruptive let's face it right yeah. I mean if you if you are lucky enough to have a job you know you don't necessarily want to leave it unless you're sure about what else it is that you want to do because it disrupts your pay it disrupts your lifestyle there might be people who are depending on you kids parents you know like I, you might be a sandwich generation supporting both generations. Mm -hmm. So you have to really think about first, you know, is this for you? So yeah, I absolutely talk about that, about talking about getting your money in order, getting your time in order, getting your relationships in order, because these are the things that give you the foundation to launch a good job search. If you are worried about money, about your relationships with other people, about all these other things, you're not going to show up as a candidate that's very attractive to folks, right. let's face right. it. So you really need to take care of your life first. And then, you know, even before you start thinking about resume or LinkedIn or interviewing, you know, people jump to like, how do I do it? How do I do it? You have to think about what should I do? You know, what do I want? And some people don't know what they want. They only know what they don't want. And so in the book, there are some exercises and some ideas for how to experiment and how to get to know, you know, what it is that you want. And I will say uh, regarding the social work, um, I think there are two ways to decide what kind of job you want. Some people will go with, this is my skill set, or this is my degree, um, this is what I can do. And then on the flip side, there is, this is what I want. I don't care what my degree says or what it implies. I'm just going to think about what I want. So I might have majored in social work, but I want to be a major league baseball player, right? Like two totally unrelated things, okay. right? <laughs> I, I think, and no, not that I think that you want to be a major league baseball player, just, just popped in my head. But um, I, I think that you should start honestly from the, what do I want? Forget about whether it's about social work or whether it's about jobs that you've had in the past. Think about what you want now and then think about how will I get it. Maybe it's focusing on your degree, but maybe not. Maybe it's not related to your degree and you have to focus on some other experiences or skills that you've had in your past or things that you have to develop from scratch in order to get what you want. But I think when people only think about their skills and their past, they do themselves a disservice because we can stretch and we can grow as individuals. And we are a lot more resilient and resourceful than many times we give ourselves credit for. And so when you start only with what you already know, it doesn't leave room uh, to, to discover new things about ourselves. Yeah. And um, I really like this, this discussion because for me, I've always been, not always, but for a long time, I've been pretty jaded towards nine to five in careers because I, it didn't feel to me, maybe because of just like my experiences through work and all that stuff. It didn't feel like the things that I wanted and the things that I went to school for, I learned or whatever, like fully would come together. Like it felt like 
okay, yeah, I'm doing the job and this is going to pay for this. And then I'm going to just do business from there. And so, um, yeah, that would, that is helpful to know that it's like, okay, let me, let me start with what I want in my career path so that I can like really feel fulfilled because to me, it doesn't really match up. That's why I do the podcast and that's why I do the public speaking and stuff. And usually they're two different worlds. Like I'm perky through here, but at work I'm Ashley. Like, so it's just like, it's very two different worlds. And so to be able to find that common ground for me would be very like helpful. Like I wouldn't probably feel so stretched to so many directions. So yeah, I definitely, so for everybody that listens to me, this is new for me saying this. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I mean, when you think about your job, I mean, you mentioned in the very beginning about your, your Patreon page, right? So your job is like a patron for your podcast because yeah. your job enables you to pursue the podcast and the speaking and all of the other things that you do. And so sometimes even just reframing how we look at some of the things that we have to do can make it more palatable and maybe it will make you like your job more because they are like a patron to <laughs> the rest of what you do. Exactly. So yeah, I really appreciate this discussion. Um, definitely everybody go visit the website. There's a lot going on in her world. And right now there's a lot of things that you can get linked in on. So again, that's the six figure start. It's sixfigurestart.com, correct? Correct. Yes, sixfigurestart.com and then Costa Rica Fire. And um, you can also go check out her books, which she says underneath the four individuals page yes. where and you can also see the blogging get some more information do some self-development again the book is available on kindle for $4.99 and so that's a good start and if you have anything else that you want to advance in and you want to invest more in yourself then you can take the course and outside of that do you have any other party words you know i just want to encourage people people get hired in up and in down markets mm -hmm. and there are people who are getting hired every single day mm -hmm. and i worked with a client who had been longtime unemployed and she had a job right before she had a job offer lined up right before COVID hit and then it was taken away because the firm you know ran into difficulties and so she was devastated because she had already been unemployed for a long time and she just accepted an offer yesterday and she really <laughs> and this is during the pandemic so right. it happens it happens folks you've got to just keep at it yeah and uh, do you have any social media handles that you want to plug in or is it just yeah sure it's all six figure start or costa rica fire so depending on what you want to learn more about if it's the career stuff then it would be six figure start on twitter on facebook on linkedin um and then if it's the travel the real estate costa rica it would be costa rica fire on instagram facebook twitter uh and costa rica fire is not on linkedin because again your social media should match you know what you're focused on Okay, great. So thank you again for coming on. I really appreciate this discussion. It helps me so much. I love doing podcasting. I'm like, yeah, this is like my therapy, <laughs> my help. <laughs> but I hope that it helped for so many other people that are tuned in as well. So thanks again for coming on. And I look forward to linking back with you soon. Absolutely.